You're listening to the Tidy Revival Podcast, where we explore the stories and emotions behind decluttering and home organization. I'm your host, Carly Adams. I'm a home organizer, speaker, community creator, and owner of Tidy Revival. Now, this is the time where I remind you that this is a podcast not for little ears. If your kiddos are in the room, please pause now. Our podcast has an explicit rating. We're going deep on this show. We're going through your shit while we're going through your shit. Now, let's get started. Hey, friend. Before we get started with today's special Pride episode, I wanted to share an announcement with you. We've revamped our private community based on your feedback, and the doors are open as of when this episode drops. Introducing Tidy Revival, the club. This is our private community. You get access to our private Facebook group where you can ask me questions anytime, get personalized feedback in the group, be part of a supportive community who cheers you on, and get weekly prompts and tips, accountability, and first dibs plus special discounts on all Tidy Revival online events, all for $17 a month. There's no commitment. You can cancel anytime. Head to tidyrevival.com to learn more. Hey guys, welcome to the Tidy Revival podcast. I am really, really excited for this episode because I have been stalking some folks that I know from the internet, Stacy and Ashley, the go-to girls LA. We are connecting from Los Angeles to Sacramento to talk about all things inclusivity in organizing, and it's going to be fun. I'm just going to jump on into it and you guys, this is going to air June 1st. So happy pride. Oh, happy pride, everybody. I am so excited <laughs> to be here. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited too. This is, this is basically going to be like a pride episode for the tidy revival prod- podcast, which we haven't had yet. And I'm so excited. I see you guys are dressed for the part. You got some pride gear on. I got my little bracelet and yes. Yeah. So like, let's just, I'm going to kick it off. Can you please share the origin story of the go-to girls? And if you have a specialty, we would love to hear about it too. Yeah, sure. So Go for it. We're Stacey and Ashley of the go-to girls. We actually just changed our name too. We're the go-to girls Inc. We're almost 10 years in our business. We've been doing this for a really long time and we just love what we do. But I think a part of what we do that makes it special is that we love each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we started with one director and it kind of snowballed from there. And now we have all kinds of celebrity clients and we get to work together with those clients and with each other. And work together every day, be together every day. Yes, that means 24 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we honestly, we started the company because that's what we wanted. And yep. we were both working separate jobs, coming home, asking how your day was, honey. And we were like, I think we could do some really amazing things together. And so when we kind of opened that up and created the go-to girls, as just a fun idea. We had no idea that it was going to take us to where it is today. Oh my I gosh. Yeah. <laughs> we just wanted to work together and here we are. That's so fun. Like, I mean, I think, okay, I will say maybe that's, this is kind of like <laughs> ties into us being like tough women, but we love garages. We love the, the, the dirty jobs, the storage units. The, the yeah. Anytime that-, that I can get into a dumpster, I'm like, please <laughs> let me jump in and <laughs> we throw everything away. <laughs> anytime I can get into a dumpster. That's the clip. Total dumpster <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I Please. mean, like, there's so much truth in that. <laughs> so true. I mean, just going through your stuff is so euphoric and what better way to do it than through a dumpster. Yeah. <laughs> I fully agree. My favorite jobs are the ones where people have like a whole room where they're like, I just, I just close the door. I'm like, let's get into it. Yeah. Yes. I love that you understand that (laughs) (laughs) because it makes such, it's such an emotional transformation to make those spaces, the thing that you are dreaming that they will be, but it's actually like in life at this moment, essentially your secret shame that you don't want anyone to know about. Right. That's the crazy part that we come along that we come across is all the shame that goes into your stuff. You know, it, totally. it's it's so crazy. It's so psychological too. In that point, mm-hmm. so like Stacey's many therapists, like, seriously, many therapists. Like <laughs> if if Stacy doesn't make you cry, like in a good way, if whatever. Make you cry by the end of the job, then you didn't get deep enough, you know. <laughs> but I really think that it always ends up being kind of like deeper than even the client thought it was going to be. Oh yeah. Uh, but I love how you were even like, you know, show me the room because oftentimes I think organization is tied into, oh, this drawer or this spice rack or this pantry. But mm-hmm. we love stepping back and like, look at the room, the big picture, because that's where the biggest differences are made. And so I love when we're called out for a pantry and we're like, well, what about the kitchen and the dining room? What about yeah. the garage and Where's the attic? <laughs> You're like, should I hire a dumpster? <laughs> Yes. I've got a guy on phone call. <laughs> My dumpster guy, don't worry about it. I feel like yeah. that's totally organizer life. Yeah. Right. You want a six really? foot, you want a 20 foot, what you need. <laughs> I know. I got you. I got you, girl. <laughs> uh, okay. So I was going to share the story about how we met because we met at a conference here in Northern California for organizers in 2019. And I, you guys were engaged at that time, right? Yes, we were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so funny because obviously at that time when we were at that summit, we were meeting everybody for the first time. Everything was amazing. And at that time we thought we were going to be having, you know, a big, the big wedding that we had kind of always dreamed of. And then it went into, no, but not in a silver bad way. lining. It was great. Total silver lining. But that's why I always laugh. People are like, you were engaged. I was like, I know where my head was at. I was like, thinking of linen napkin colors at that time, you know, oh, totally. like we were engaged. Uh-huh. Like, Gosh, that's so funny. Cause none of that ended up happening, but <laughs> needless to say married now and that summit, <laughs> we are so thankful for what that brought to our community because I don't know about you, but we felt like we were like the only organizers. Like, oh, nobody mm-hmm. even knew about the, the, the industry. I feel like you even said the word organizing and a lot of people said, what, what was that? What? But summits, conferences, TV shows. There's been so much recognition in the and a spotlight put on organizing. Yeah, absolutely. How cool. I know. And I've, I feel like I've been, I've been very fortunate to be a part of networking groups. We have one locally. So a lot of the local organizers were at that conference. And then we, I'm also part of a group, little plug inspired organizer, if anyone wants to know about it. And I'm a mentor in that group. So we have folks nationally and internationally too. So like if you need an organizer in like Amsterdam, I got you, you know? Wow. (laughs) How incredible. And it's crazy how far the reach can go. Oh yeah, absolutely. And so in that way, it was helpful, but I, I absolutely agree that the television shows like specifically have really mm-hmm. helped our industry because I mean, yeah, I, I used to have to have an elevator pitch for just describing what I do at all for not even my company, just what it is. 
Yeah. Right. People yeah. think it's event planning. Like yeah. that's what I feel like. They're like, oh, you have organized events. It's like, no, no, no. All the stuff in your home. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, now hasn't the elevator pitch changed to like the show? Yeah. Yes. Just the word like, like, oh, like Marie Kondo. Marie, I'm like, right? kind of, except I'm not Conmarie certified, which is a whole thing. And people are like, oh, yeah. I didn't realize. And yeah. But, Spark Joy Book. Then I have you donate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny too, like our world and like who our gods are, you know, in this industry. And then it's interesting, the individualism of like actually working with an organizer and how different that can be. You know, some people want it done quickly. Some people want it done slowly. Some people want a team. Some yep. people want, you know, a couple hours with one person. And when you learn that and you learn just how big our industry is and how different each of our businesses are, mm-hmm. incredible. And it's so cool. It's, it's, we always, I mean, this is a funny analogy, but we always say it's like pizza place, pizza shops, you know? Oh, yeah. There are so many pizza places in the neighborhood, but how different are they? All of them stay open. All of them succeed. And it's because they all have a different specialty. And that's like, seriously, think of that with organizers. We all have our own special toppings. <laughs> yeah. And it's so personal. You're not going to vibe with everyone. I know that there are plenty of people. I am not going to be their cup of tea. And they're going to look at my, you know, Instagram or website or something and say, and just leave. I don't know why you have such a beautiful Instagram. I know. <laughs> Your Instagram. They're missing out then. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for saying that. <laughs> a lot of work goes into that. We absolutely understand this. I know your guys, this is so fun, which is where I followed your love story and I saw your wedding and everything. And it was just Hello. 14 people, including us, including yeah. whoever was going to marry us, anybody that needed to do any services. So that meant sisters are doing your nails and hair. Mom got ordained so she can marry us. Friends were photographers. We had to leave family out, you yeah. know, which I mean, is a blessing so in disguise in some parts. The, but I think it's really funny though because it forced us to um, have this beautiful constraint of the amount of people and the parameters, and it brought it to the most important thing to us, which is our love. And I know that's so cheesy, but it really is. Like it meant so Cheer. much. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was so special that day. I mean, we really did both feel like like. Special bride. Yeah, really we wanted it to happen story. regardless. We were going to go down to the courthouse and get it done, but because that was a yeah. really special day, so we got married on our ten-year anniversary together. Yeah. Oh. And so the fact that that day happened mm-hmm. to be in the middle of the pandemic, we were like, oh, nothing's going to stop us. <laughs> yeah, it's it's happening. Okay, buckle up, Buttercup. We're doing yep, it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Are we friends on social media yet? Whether your jam is Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, or Facebook, follow us at Tidy Revival for tips and updates. Okay, so I'm going to switch gears and talk more about social and the social feed, which is why I reached out because this is going, this is me sharing my story. Now, my story is not everybody's, but I really felt like when I first got started as an organizer, I fell into that trap of like, you know, people... I feel like there was spoken advice and unspoken advice about not sharing too much. Don't be too much. Don't rock the boat. And I also grew up super religious. And so I think I internalized a lot. I mean, I know I internalized a lot. We'll talk about how that pertains to like coming out later, but I think that affected how I showed up from not wanting to, you know, I'm like, okay, don't, don't show any tattoos. Don't curse. Don't maybe don't come out on my work platform. People don't, people don't want to hear that side, you know? And I, and I I know that that's my story. I don't want to put words in your mouth, 
but I know in a post 2020 world, I'm definitely more and more about perfectionism is a myth. Be yourself over everything. Not everyone is going to like you and that's fine. And we've been more about showing, showcasing, I can't talk, my personal values as like the company values as pillars of our community, which I'm really open with. I want it to be open for folks who we're going to work with. I want to be open for folks who come on to my little team. And I want to be extra open because there are going to be some people who have a big, big problem with that. And I just want to repel them away and like, this is not get on out of here. And it's, and then draw in the folks who need extra support and who that means a lot too. So this has led to more clients who tell me that they feel safe off the bat, you know, from social media, from my website. And I would love to hear your guys's journey in that way of like publicly being yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Well said. And what a great word, the word safe, because we hear that a lot. Of that people. And I think social media is great in that sense that you can get a sense of somebody and who they are as a company or just as the people that you're hiring and to just bring somebody in. And like, you already feel that safeness around them without even meeting them. I think it's so huge and so thankful for social media in that spotlight, uh, especially when it could do the complete opposite, you know? Um, and what we do, I mean, let's, you know, touch on that of an organizer is not only just coming in your home, they're probably going in your underwear for <laughs> Yeah, and you know, yeah. and it How doesn't invasive. get more personal than that. I say we know more about you than your family and friends by the end, and uh-huh. so you really do. I always try to put myself in the client's shoes. I always imagine, gosh, if I had a stranger coming in my house, what would that be like? And I think that when you get to know somebody a little bit, even you know, that's that's why we have these profiles and portfolios and websites. Is hey, get to know us and our business, and what a great way to kind of showcase not only ourselves, but the safety that we provide as a couple. Yeah. We think that's a huge part of why we have a retention rate with our clients is because it's not just, you know, a one and done process. We kind of get to know them as a couple and we always come at things, you know, with an understanding of, well, I know what that would be like from my, you know, with my partner and we're very understanding and kind of get more involved in that way, I think because we understand what it's like when we're going into a household like that. Yeah. I could also speak yeah. to showing up like with the tattoos and you know, showing up with like my backwards hat and stuff like that. I always felt this alternativeness and I didn't know if that would be respected and okay in the community. Cause when mm-hmm. you see all like everybody on TV, they're so poised and proper and they look the part. And I'm like, I don't Not look the hair. part, but I sure don't feel comfortable in that part. <laughs> yeah. syndrome, right? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's crazy to not feel the part that you actually are. And we experience that all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think just recently we've been able to show up in that confidence and just be like, well, you either want us or you don't. I have no problem stepping away. It's no longer hunting for that job because I need it. It's more like fishing for the job because, you know, you want us and you want what our abilities and specialties are. Yeah, we cast our line and people, you know, they, they are the ones that kind of, I feel like, find us and come to us. And that's, I mean, it's so funny because I remember in the beginning, we would literally ask each other, like, it's okay, we're wearing beanies. <laughs> are we allowed, are they going to respect us? Are we allowed to? Are we, are we literally allowed to? Is this the and rules? What? Is that, oh. Right. <laughs> there was no rules, right? And mm-hmm. So now I feel like, before anybody hires us, they jumped on social media. They know 
who we are in one way or another. And whether that's, you know, through somebody's work or through a photo or through a YouTube video or something like that. And I, I love that because then it's not this, who's going to show up to my house? I don't know. And that's also why we run our company that every single job, Stacy and I are on the job. We don't mm-hmm. send a team. You won't get another girl. It's us. And I mm-hmm. feel like that kind of helps people understand, oh, I'm seeing these two girls are the face of the company. And that's who's going to be on my porch the day of the job, you know? Yeah. Uh, I feel like it's a very kind of getting to know us and maybe we're a little bit like fun and alternative in these ways (laughs) because you know we we do try to kind of be ourselves and that could be a little bit silly sometimes (laughs) but it's great because I I feel like that's made my work better too when you can go to work and just be yourself you're swapping stories and like I'm I won't give examples, but you're swapping stories with clients. They're sharing something. You're sharing something. You're laughing, you know, and they're really getting to know you on my end. I'm at every job as well. So I have a couple of folks I work with, but it's more behind the scenes. Like somebody is doing content operations. Thank you, Brittany. And I have a gal, Amy, who does a lot of errand running every week, running donations and shopping and things, which is really, really helpful while I'm like at my desk being like, yeah. Ashley likes to say it's like a table, a tabletop. We're the tabletop and everybody under you is the legs. And so we we're the support. And I, well, they're the supports that we, we cannot do our job without. So yeah. It's, 100%. Yeah. Or not as much. It's like you can do it, but not as much as you do. Yeah. yeah you can't, a, you're not doing it all by yourself. You're having help, but it doesn't have to yeah. be on the job necessarily. And let's be honest, in the beginning, we did wear all of the hats. <laughs> we mm-hmm. did do all of it. And it's really nice to kind of be in our at the point in our business when we know where our strengths are yep. and where somebody else's strengths are. We do love organizing and we love being on site and actually going through the things and being in front of the client. And so I'm so glad that we still get to do that this far down the road. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. So I wanted to ask you guys, I wanted to hear about instances in which the phrase representation matters resonates with you in your business. I had a, t- I had a little tough one with this one. Cause I, I don't know, I guess it, it all goes back to, I think the clothing and for me, like dressing more masculine than most of the organizers, like, was that okay? And questioning that. And it's taken this far to be like, I don't care what they think. It's all about like how I show up and I do my job 110%, give it my all. But it was crazy to question that with, who I am versus on the job. But yeah, but I I feel like it doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, it's funny. We've actually, I will say, we've been really, really fortunate in that we've never had an instance where anything inappropriate or disrespectful happened Mm -hmm. because of, you know, the fact that we're gay. I feel like everybody is pretty much in an understanding. If we ever, we have this joke, if we ever are working for somebody and they didn't, come from another referral. So they might not know us on a you know personal level, know that we're married, which I don't know how you can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and so our thing is we just say, babe, you oh, uh-huh. your friends, babe. Yeah. So if we're on the job and it's like, Hey babe, can you hand me this? It's this, and we don't do that all the time, but it's kind of like a way of saying like, Hey, by the way, this is who we are. <laughs> but again, it's, we've never even had a, an instance where something happened. So representation to us has just kind of always been about being ourselves. And it's only until recently, I'll say that I considered tying it into our business in a sense of like actually showcasing it and Mm -hmm. putting that, you know, as a, as a quality of ours on our social medias, because I always thought that was something kind of that 
like you said, like nobody needs to know that. Nobody wants to see that side or hear that side, but it's who we are. And I feel like because we don't work separate jobs, we work jobs together. Mm-hmm. It is important to to represent that. And so yeah. I think, yeah, it's just also having the confidence to be able to include that as a part of your business. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that we're looking into our goal this year is to become an LGBTQ certified business. We're open to opportunities that are only specified for businesses like ours. And that feels really special. And definitely like a, a little bit like of a solidification, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you on all of this. I came out really, really late in life. And if you're listening to my podcast for the first time, spoiler alert, I'm by. And since I grew up really, really religious, it was, it was, it felt like a very difficult thing. And which is why it took me so long. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that's a longer story for another day. But the point is that when I started talking to people more and more, I definitely had a few people, you know, say like, well, are you, are you sure you want to talk about this? I mean, what does it really have to do with organizing? I'm like, well, if gay folks need organizers, it means a lot to them. Right. Right. And if my trans brothers and sisters need an organizer, it means a hell of a lot to them. Absolutely. so we've actually I, had clients seek us out because we are gay because they actually want to support the community as well and that's always yeah. been like just a cherry on top of like wow like how cool to support in this other way you know instead of even just being an ally you're supporting an ally owned business and that sure feels good yeah being yeah. an ally by supporting a small business a small queer owned business yeah 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 i've true. i've definitely had queer families seek me out because they see you know happy pride on Instagram. I've had Jewish families seek me out because they, you know, see that we're celebrating different holidays on social media and those types of things, they matter, you know, they matter to folks who, to your point before, need to feel safe in their own home. Yeah, exactly. And knowing that understand and represent that just as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. This is the thing we all want to know. What are your, actually, I'm going to switch the questions around. What are the hardest things about working with your wife? Oh boy. Yeah. (laughs) We actually get asked that all the time. Like, how do you guys work together? (laughs) Oh, I would kill my husband. That's what people say all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So I think I actually figured it out and it was like a light bulb moment, like a couple of years ago, because we always got asked that question and we're like, I don't know. We just like each other, you know? But um, I figured it out. I think it's because of our job and us being uh, working together and being allowed to do all these different tasks together, whether it's building a piece of Ikea furniture Mm -hmm. or completely taking apart a garage and having to put it back together and look professional and coordinate everything. A lot that goes to our job. And I realized a couple of years ago, that's what makes us so good at working together. It's working together. Because when you do that, you're put into these situations and scenarios that I would argue a lot of couples never have to do. Mm -hmm. Think of you, if you actually did something that you do with like your colleague and your, your employees, you know, a big project that you put together. If you and your spouse did something like that together, what that would look like. We even joke that every single couple should have to build one piece of Ikea furniture before they like get a married. dresser. Like I say like that too. Frustratingly. Yeah. Too, right? yeah. like nothing, no billies. You can't yeah. go easy. 
No. It needs a good to be one of these guys. Oh, with like the a epic. sliding yeah. mm-hmm. door front. <laughs> and, and I argue you need to go to Ikea, not a click and pick up. You need to yes. start at the front. You need to just be given a line number. You need to f- go through the whole store, stop for the meatballs, yep. keep going <laughs> and find it on a Saturday. Oh, you just up that. <laughs> Come oh, home. What a, talk about relationship building. Yeah. I mean, most people wouldn't even make it to the car. You know? like, <laughs> I'm like, if you can do that, then you can get married. Yep. <laughs> yep. You, yeah, you, that, that, to I her point, that's the thing is like, we see each other at our worst on the mm-hmm. job and we have to navigate, especially being in somebody else's home to come yeah. at each other respectfully. We can't fly off the handle and no. just, you know, go nuts because we're mad at something, not even aimed necessarily at each other, or sometimes mm-hmm. it could be aimed at each mm-hmm. other. We um, have like really good habits in place. So it's funny too, because if you think about it, it's not like, oh, that was that one instance or that one piece of Ikea furniture, done, never have to do it again. Yeah. Guess what? We have a job tomorrow and we're building this something More else. Ikea so, furniture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or even so, like garage rack or just taking stuff out. Who's taking direction? Who's the, who's the leader? It's taught us know? so much of, I feel like one of our big words is communication. Yeah. And we communicate on the way to the job. We communicate while we're on the job. And then we talk about the whole day on our way home. And I feel like those habits are really, really healthy. We bring that into our relationship and into our job. We are very respectful of each other in our home and outside of our home. Those are things that, you know, what you see uh, us on the job, that's how we are, you know? And I think it really does bring us so much closer because we have those opportunities to do that. And also the habits of, when you do need time to cool off, knowing how to do that respectfully yeah. and also giving your partner like the permission, like she'll, she's so good with me or whatever to, if we're on the job and I need a minute to be like, yeah, Hey, take your time. I've got this. I'm, I'm good. Go ahead. Yeah. Go step away. Team. Go take a minute. Yeah. Yep. Totally a team effort. And we really do just work so well of like taking care of each other. You know, mm-hmm. if one of us gets a drink, Hey, what do you need? Can I get you anything? Like we yep. are constantly looking out for each other and taking care of each other. And it makes the day so much better. I mean, not to say that sometimes those things aren't hard to do either, because sometimes yeah. it's hard to remember that. And you don't want to make me, <laughs> I don't want to make my wife mad at me, but sometimes I do. Not everything is perfect, <laughs> but we exactly. were totally honest. Yeah. <laughs> but we also know how to turn it around really quickly because we know we have another job tomorrow. And we just want to show up for the client. You know, we got to put that stuff aside, even though we're deal with it sometimes on the job, we have to put it aside and show up for the client because they're the one paying us and we don't want to, yeah. We always want to give them the best experience. And I don't know about you, but I hate when I go somewhere and you get like this feeling of like somebody's having a bad day and they're taking it out on you. Uh Like the waiter or the cashier or the Starbucks person. Yeah. Like, oh, they're having a bad day or fun. And and we never want to bring that to the job. And then that interaction, you know, if someone is having a bad day, which we've, you know, I've been a cashier. I've had a bad day, but but that interaction is like two minutes versus like three, four, six hours. And to your point, if anyone's listening and you haven't hired an organizer, let us just tell you, and I don't even have to ask if you found this the case. I know you have for sure, especially when you're working with other couples, it can be difficult for them to not lose their cool with each other. And Mm -hmm. sometimes we end up in like this, like pseudo marriage counseling role where you're like, Hey, let's just take five real quick. Okay. But you go over there and you go over there. Um, (laughs) Can you go get lunch for your wife? Cause she's obviously hungry or something. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. And you're just trying to like tamper down 
the like snippy comments and things. And because it can be very overwhelming, you're in the middle of an already overwhelming space and then you're kind of uprooting it. That middle yeah. part can be really it's difficult. Easy to point. It's easy to point fingers. It's easy 100%. to say something that and one, like didn't mean or is disrespectful. Yeah. And yeah. one person could be ready and the other person not, you know? And so it's pushing yeah. that envelope. And it's because we actually, we have to ask so many questions about your own stuff that it's like, well, I need the answers, you know? And that can kind of get really testy with people. Yes. <laughs> That's one of our rules actually, is if we're working on a space, you know, we do walkthroughs and surveys and all this stuff beforehand but that's one of the things if we're working on somebody's space if a wife hires us to to organize the the tool shed and garage first oh, question uh-huh. we ask is whose space is this who uses it and are they okay with this are they ready are they going to be available we don't even do a kid's room without them being ready and okay and available so yeah amazing i love that okay i feel like you so kind of touched- these little mini rants i'm all like <laughs> what was the question again <laughs> Well, I feel like you answered my next question, which is what is your favorite thing about working with your wife? Oh, but, I can answer that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think, okay. I think being able to depend on her, like true and true. I can really depend on her. Know that she's going to be working. She's got my back, even from getting the drink to doing all the details that dependability is just a weight lifted off my mind that I could not even have it in my mind as a cloud or anything. And I just love that because working with other people brings in that like, oh, I have to be managing them and worrying about them. Like, what are they doing? How are they doing? How are they presenting themselves? I just want to do you. Yeah. 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 I love (laughs) making sure everything else is taken care of. (laughs) She's really good at that, thankfully. Oh, oh, the thing I love about working with Stacy is her attention to detail because the things that Stacy does a lot of times, I mean, you know, they're, they're traditionally masculine roles. So it's, it's handyman things. We say handyman mm. things, you know, mm-hmm. she's hanging gallery walls. I mean, she's cutting down wood for shelving in closets, building racks. She does some amazing things. And sometimes I'm also, I mean, it's very attractive, uh, but I'm also very impressed. <laughs> <laughs> when I hear the drill and the saw. It's like, a, ooh, You're like, hey. it really is. I I love, love, love that when we're on a job and I'm doing the details and I'm, you know, labeling and all these things, if there's a gallery wall that's scheduled to be, that's going to be hung, that Stacy is going to hang it perfectly. And she's going to do that. She's going to put her heart into it. She's going to give it the time. She's got the right tools. She's already prepared. You know, I just love her attention to detail because I know what it's like to work with people who you have to go back and micromanage and read and check everything. And check. Yeah. Did they even clean up after Did themselves? They, oh, that's like, one of the oh. big things. The details after. And, you know, at the end of a job, sometimes Stacy and I are working on different things. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the job, we do a walkthrough and I'm seeing Stacy's work sometimes for the first time. And I'm like, oh, look at that gallery wall. It looks really good, right? Okay, so we did this and she did that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's always like this relief of it's complete. Yeah. Everything is straightened, ready. You know, it, it's just, it's so cool to work with you, babe, because you're always so prepared. And I love like, even down to like the toolkits with the hanging, you know, God, we're organizers. Do-dads. I don't know what they're called though. Do that. Um, Nails. <laughs> Hang, hanging <laughs> kit. Picture hanging yep. kit. I don't know. The one that I know not to disorganize. But it's or always trip over I've and still. Over and all <laughs> frantically try to put them all in the right holders. And she said it was never. <laughs> the, the kit was never the same. No big deal. It's just ruined. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. I love you despite. <laughs> no, <I'm just> like, <laughs> 
I just, I love that. And I mean, it kind of goes back to like what you said, like being able to count on one another. So I think, it's, yeah. yeah, we both have the same level of what a job looks like completed, know, completed. Yeah. and that's mm-hmm. such a relief. I love that. Uh, I love it so much. I'm so happy for you guys. That's so, oh, thank you. We really appreciate so that. <laughs> it's not easy though. We may make it look easy, but it's not easy. Oh no, it's a marriage. It's a like we it's, cry a lot. I mean, <laughs> same girl, same. <laughs> yeah. We always say, just let it out. Let it out. I know. <laughs> Tissues are mandatory in my kit between my clients or, you know, just me. I won't, I won't cry at you client, but you know, they do need to be in my kit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Ain't that the truth? Hey, hon, are you looking to jumpstart your organization? Check out my free printable decluttering guide to give you inspiration on where to start. Just head to tidyrevival.com forward slash guide to get started. Okay. Fun question. What are your plans for pride this year? Oh, right. well, ironically, because <laughs> we've been to Pride in West Hollywood and mm-hmm. it's amazing. And it's also it's incredibly crowded and crazy. So oh, yeah. we actually are not going to be doing those kind of festivities. We're going to be with our group of friends yeah. who are diverse in themselves. And so we'll okay. be <laughs> hanging out with the group we and keeping really low key. Great, great group of friends and it's funny we all are kind of like go-to girls and go-to guys it's like one person's in charge of ice and tables and food and drinks before you know it, we've got a party in like five minutes it's so fun but it's really cool. we'll be hanging with friends yeah and playing some Low-key. games and yeah. how about you you're so close to san francisco what are you doing so i went to college in san francisco and i lived there for 15 years so i've done the the big sf pride wow. many whoa. times whoa yeah. And so much fun. And then we moved to Sacramento about six years ago. I've done their big pride also. Actually, Lizzo was there a few years ago. Cool. Um, yeah. So it's a lot of fun, but this year I'm the same. I'm like, you know what? I've done like big, big, big pride. So there is a local community, maybe like half an hour or so away from me. And it's called Amador. It's like America's smallest city, I think is their slogan. And um, I know somebody from college, her and her husband have a restaurant there, shout out to small town food and they do small town pride. So we're waiting for them to announce the official like activities, but it sounds like they're going to kind of, they're going to mix things up this year. Um, So I'm definitely going to do something that they're putting on because it's just like it's just very like small and low key and small towny, and it's like yeah. gold rush era, like era oh God, area. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if you're ever in NorCal, it is honestly like the pride vibe in town year round is very strong and very important to the community. Oh, how That's cool! Amazing. That yeah. feels so good to go into a place and you kind of feel that community around you, and you don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. We've been in parts of Middle America where you definitely feel like you're not welcome, and it's very unsettling. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, so it's nice to be in a place that's like, oh, we're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, we work in LA, but we travel all over and it's, it's mm-hmm. crazy to have those different experiences, but all in all, I mean, it's really amazing how everybody kind of has like his arms or well, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have a story for you guys in a second, but first I also wanted to give a shout out to it's an Instagram profile. I mean, it's an organization, but their Instagram is queer sports with a Z here in Sacramento, and they are running a queer cookout 
on the 10th. I hope I don't get that date wrong. 10th, 11th. And I think I'm going to hit that up in June also. Fun. You get to play the sports or watch the sports? So they do like actual queer sports activities, like team team sports and they'll have like, okay, like this is basketball day and stuff. I still haven't been to one of those. And anytime they've had a queer cookout, I like the date hasn't worked, but I'm part of a BIPAN meetup group locally. And they are going to have a contingent. I have some other friends who are like, we're definitely going to the next one. And one of my friends was like, I'm definitely volunteering. I'm like, okay, well it's settled. Like I will absolutely be at this event. And it's just this huge queer cookout. And if, I mean, if you guys ever want to come to Sacramento, come up, we'll do gay shit. It'll be so much fun. It'll be great. Just gay shit in general. Fun. Yeah. Just, just some like gay fun shit and it'll be, it'll be good. But um, the story that I wanted to share with you, was tell, we were telling some friends. So last week I went to a conference. This is a short version. Last week I went to a conference and the day we stayed an extra night after the conference ended. So myself and my friend, we could just like sleep in, have a lazy breakfast and then leave. So the vibe for this conference, it's called mom 2.0. Y'all should definitely come next year. It's mm. so much fun. It's for folks who are like in the mom industry. So even if you're a dog mom oh, or an auntie, oh, nice. but you're working with moms, they're like, come on in. The vibe, the vibe is very much like, Hey, Hey, new friend. Where are you from? Like, you're just making friends <laughs> along the way. Everyone's so cool. And everyone's very much on the same page with let's just say values. So yeah. we were at we're at breakfast the next day we're looking around and we're like, the vibe has changed. And there was a, obviously a new conference that came in and it was very much like golf pocket squares. Oh God. Very serious white men. And we were like, what's happening? So we saw the, we saw somebody's placard and I looked up what it was and I just turned to my friend and I was like, I was like, we got to get out of here. She was like, what is it? It was like the Republican legislative committee thing mm. that that's uh, almost like complete opposite of back it up. everything <laughs> fun and <laughs> inclusive. So I definitely have like this rainbow shirt with like the Bay Bridge or the Golden Gate Bridge. And I was like, well, this is obviously my outfit for the way out. <laughs> Not that yeah. anyone was making eye contact with us, but no. <laughs> they put their own shield up yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so I hear you with not <laughs> it goes back to that yes just care that's it that's all we're asking for just like human decency is that too much to ask right keep your opinions to yourself and don't bother anybody yeah just don't bug people and just let people live their lives and be who they are right it's not hurting anybody <laughs> not hurting anyone Exactly. And guess what? We're probably uh, cleaning your house and serving you food and doing everything. And you're fine I with know. it there. Right. <laughs> you really are. You can't see my face at home, but I've got big, big eyes, big facial expressions. <laughs> big <eyes happening. laughs> so I will, I will switch gears and I want to talk about Robbie's toys. Oh, okay. Well, that's our baby. Oh, I love that book. <laughs> So, so you guys wrote a children's book and we're going to do a separate fun Instagram post on it too, because I bought two books so we could give one away, but 
Robbie's Toys is a book about a boy with too many toys, and it is an awesome children's book. I love it. Tell me all about it. Okay, so it was a really funny kind of experience. You know, when we first started the go-to girls, we'd go into a lot of family homes, met a lot of kids, and a lot of the spaces that we're asked to organize are kid spaces. Kids grow out of the things that are coming in so quickly. So there's often, you know, a big purge, big donation. And it got to the point where kids started to hate us. <laughs> they really loathed the go-to mm-hmm. girls walking in the door because we were the enemy. We were the ones taking you the took trash my toys. toys away. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was so funny to watch. And we really, we connect with kids. We love kids. We're aunties, proud aunties. Hey, nieces and nephews. We were godmommies as well. And godmommies. And honestly, mm-hmm. it's so cool because they're like our, some of our biggest fans. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we just know how important it is to connect because these kids, they're going to be adults one day. So let's Let's use this as an opportunity. Let's teach something, right? So we started explaining to kids that when you donate toys, they go to other girls and boys. That there are other kids out there, and we love explaining it. Like when a kid is a little bit older and you're donating those baby toys, we're like, there's a baby out there who needs these baby toys, but you're no longer a baby. You're a big kid. (laughs) It's a psychology. But then we ended up kind of going home and saying, wait a minute, there's so many people that could benefit from this. And we did some research. A lot of organization books and cleaning up your room books. The ending is really surprising. You like bring things back in and fall back in love with your stuff and keep it. And it's just, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's about getting it out there. And so he wrote Robbie's Toys. And it's about a boy with too many toys. He learns to purge and donate the toys to other kids. And then cleans his room in an organized way. We really wanted to like, (laughs) we just wanted to make it easy and kind of give a step-by-step to what we do. And so now after we made the book, our process is if we're working on a kid's space, we send our client this book beforehand. We say, hey, read this book, let them get to know the process. And that way, when we come, we're kind of already having this connection point and it's already familiar to them. Otherwise, donating and organizing, these are not words that kids are used to hearing and Mm -hmm. kind of a weird, scary process. So just kind of opening their eyes to it a little bit. It's good life skills. We think that this kind of set the foundation right now so that because you're going to always need this in your life, you know, from college yes. to when you're growing up, when you're moving out of your house, it's just the way of life that you have to get rid of things, Yeah, you know, yes. and there's a good way to do it and getting it back out in the world that is, can somebody else can use it instead of just trashing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's it. It's more for our clients, kids and kids and we in literally general. saw the shift, you guys. Like, I think it was so funny after Robbie's quiz, we would see kids be like, I got, I have some toys to give away. Like it was totally different the way that they would come about us and the process and like they were mm-hmm. ready. And, right, they'll and hand us like one toy and be like, here, can you donate this? And it's like, oh, oh my God. Oh, and then yes. we now always have to be like, mom, is this okay? If we don't? <laughs> She's like, I just bought that like a month ago. Yeah, no. Like, no, that was expensive. <laughs> <laughs> or she'll be like, fine. You yeah. know, they'll be like, I'm proud of my kids for wanting to donate it and yeah. taking that opportunity because it's, it's a big life skill and that's what we believe in. Also, I don't even know if this is realized by a lot of people, but in the book, it talks about these three steps and that's actually become our slogan. Sort it, contain it, label it, came from Robbie's toys. We needed an easy way and easy terms for kids to understand what those three steps were. And now if we ever get on a job and Stacey and I are wide-eyed, like, whoa, where do we start again? (laughs) I swear we come back to sort it, contain it label it and it's just one of our easy methods that we love passing on and parents can use it too (laughs) yes I thought that it was so well written and just explained 
in such a very easy to understand way. And it's just lovely. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's all self-published. Yeah. We've self-published it. It's not for sale. It's on, it it is for sale on our website and on Amazon, but Mm -hmm. our goal was not to, you know, get it on the shelves necessarily. It was just to kind of share this with our clients and it's really cool to see that it's still benefiting and people are still enjoying it. And we're just really proud of it. That's (laughs) Maybe a second book one day, who knows? We have a few in the works. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do a giveaway. It'll be a separate post on Instagram. There's going to be a giveaway for a copy of Robbie's toys shipping to the U S only please. And you'll just need to follow the go-to girls and you're going to answer the question. What is your biggest struggle for organizing kids toys? So you'll see this on Instagram. Just comment in the post, follow go-to girls Inc. And we'll select somebody to, yeah, to win a copy oh, of Robbie's Toys. I'm excited. Amazing. <laughs> That's so cool. What would you say is the best age group for this book? Oh, well, three to a hundred. has been reading it like forever and he's, he's three and a half now, but I would say like three to 10. Yeah. Three to 10. It's an easy read for you mm-hmm. know, those, those, you know, uh, eight, nine, 10 year olds, but I still think it is such a great lesson. And, you know, I don't know about you, but like at bedtime when the kids like choose the longest novel for you to read and you're like, Oh, oh my I'm gosh. Like, I'm like, we're going to read three pages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And the end. Um, <laughs> we really tried to think of the parent on this one. And so it is, it's a short read. It's an easy read. And it's one that even if you read with your child once and you guys get that lesson together, or you as a parent pick up those sort of contain it, label it skills. Amazing. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, cool. Fantastic. Okay. So any final thoughts that you'd like to share with everyone? Be yourself. That is a huge one. Just show up as yourself. It's okay. And kind of just don't worry about what other people think. Yeah. I think that we've really come into ourselves as a couple and a business. The the minute that we started doing things with confidence and really kind of getting over any of that silly imposter syndrome, because if you're doing it, you're doing it. And it doesn't matter what you did before. It doesn't matter if you have a degree in it. It doesn't matter what everybody else's story or path looks like. If you're doing it, you're doing it. Mm. And that's amazing. Well said, Beauty. That is, <laughs> it really is. Where can folks find you? Ooh. Well, on Instagram, on Instagram, that's our the best. go-to girls in ink. <laughs> the go-to girls in ink. And we just recently, it's not the number two, it's T-O, so the go-to curl pink. And we got a website, we have a YouTube channel, we're on Facebook, come visit us yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean. Email. Us, can I mean, and I'm not even kidding, like, we are so open to, like, say hi. I mean, we, we try to get to all of our comments and respond to everything. Please, we are open. If you have any questions, we're happy to answer them. We're chill. Come say hi. <laughs> you guys are very chill. I'm going to vouch for the chillness because we've been internet friends for a while and they fully let me stalk them for this episode. Yeah, <laughs> stalk away. We like some stalking. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks guys. So we will have all of your links in the show notes too. So be sure to follow them and you'll see that post pop up on Instagram too for Robbie's books. And thank you both so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having us. It was a pleasure. It was a lot of fun. It really was. I mean, it was just like a, like a fun little gal chat conversation, right? Right. (laughs) It was so fun and easy. 
I appreciate you. It's always fun to talk to other organizers just about the biz. Yeah. Yeah. I I get it. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. If you want to learn more about the work I do with people one-on-one or more about our private community, the club, where you can also get weekly tips, prompts, accountability, and ask me unlimited questions, head to tidyrevival.com to get all the info you need. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe so you'll always have access to the latest show. We would also love to hear from you. If you have takeaways to share, tag us at Tidy Revival on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok, or DM us anytime. The Tidy Revival podcast is written and hosted by me, Harley Adams, and edited by Brittany McLean. Title song, Maverick, is by Dresden the Flamingo. And until next time, remember that you got this.